right. It is Marketing Monday. Shelly and Adam, we have a guest, Elena. Shelly from the Pallet Prison, myself from my office, and we have Elena from the North Pole, obviously, because she has a tree right behind her. Festive as fuck. She so, is very festive. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to point there's no like reindeer ears. I mean, I'm sure I have some around here. Thank red light. Where, where's the elf ears? Yeah. Probably didn't my- know that was a requirement to be on our show, did you? I missed that one. Yeah. You, you missed the memo. <laughs> it's disappointing. Okay. So Elena is joining us today. We're going to be talking about several things. And I feel like her and I were already geeking out about like equipment and stuff like that. But. This show is here to try and bring value to you, the watcher slash listener, about the unique situation that Elena got herself into, how she adapted and overcame because of the pandemic, this little thing that we call a worldwide pandemic, and um, how you can transfer that into your daily life. So, Elena, would you mind please doing us the honors of introducing yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are who you were and how you came to do what you're doing now yeah so um i'm elena rogi i um have owned a business weld and wonder photography i'm a full-time photographer um for the past nine years part-time before that for enough years that i don't want to give my age away Um, (laughs) (laughs) but um just like a lot of people in the industry in photo and video work um obviously pandemic hits lot stops happening. Um, my primary focus has always been primarily weddings, family, and then business. Um, cause I, one of my big joys is helping businesses grow and help market themselves in the best way possible. And, uh, obviously when the pandemic hit, a lot of businesses were having to reevaluate, especially locally, um, being shut down things like that. So I started deciding I was going to start looking into video work. I was going to start thinking about what kind of people and businesses I could help in the here and now given the fact that a lot of people had to cancel things, um, especially weddings, being a wedding photographer, a lot of those just disappeared. And uh, an opportunity came my way to pitch a job to work with um, one of the guys from New Kids on the Block, who I have been a fan of since I was five years old and um, dreamed situation. Uh, a friend of a friend happened to know the owner of the firm, um, and they were looking specifically for fans. Um who they could try, you know, who who were highly skilled in the, the stuff they needed, but they wanted to look at fans first and then move on, um, picking people who were invested already, obviously, into who Danny is and what he does. And um, knowing the stuff that was going to be happening, I took the time this summer to just look at my work, look at how I can improve the stuff that I need to improve on, um, did a lot of research on YouTube and and all the different platforms for knowledge and um, a lot of reading up, a lot of practicing video, trying to get that in my wheelhouse as well. Um, something I didn't know I'd be good at and I really love now. And then also looking at different um, still photography because part of the show that I was hired to photo and video for um, is cooking. And I love food and I love cooking. So that was really kind of a fun thing to incorporate. Um, luckily was picked for the job and then have turned that into now, if you watch Danny's YouTube, which I can give you guys the link to, uh, I'm listed as one of the two producers of the show, which is very exciting. Didn't think at this point in my life, I'd be a YouTube, you know, uh, producer, <laughs> but, but here we are. Um, and it really takes a lot of the skill sets that I've learned in various things, not just in my photo career. Um, 
but in my background with banking and business management now applies somehow very weirdly into what I'm doing now. Hmm. Okay. So there's a lot to unpack here. That was a lot of room. <laughs> there is a lot to unpack. All right. So why don't we start with, um, I don't know, let's just say, uh, 10 years ago, what was it that you decided to even start photography? Like what got you into photography in the first place? Well, I, I maybe have a different path than a lot of people. I knew I wanted to do something with photography back when I was, you know, 14, 15 years old when I first picked up a camera, which is now quite a while ago. Um, I originally went to college for to be a teacher and realized shortly after uh, starting the teaching program that being in a room full of children was not my wheelhouse. It's terrifying. Uh, terrifying. I, it's, God bless teachers. It's just not in my directive. So um, had a friend who was in the photojournalism degree and decided to switch to that. Graduated college uh, right about the time that all of the magazines were were failing. <laughs> and there Perfect wasn't timing. Um, And so I did photography part-time while working in banking full-time. And I worked in banking for six years and then finally was able to go full-time with photography. So it was a kind of a, a weird long process where I know a lot of people pick up a camera and just kind of instantly go into it. Um, I've been kind of working towards it for a really long time. Okay. So you've been doing professional photography for quite some time. Videography is not even on your radar. Yeah. <clears throat> Pandemic happens. What was the thought process that you had that was like, okay, you know, I need to pivot here and I need to start doing other things. What was it, what made you think to yourself like, okay, maybe I should start looking into videography? Which well, if people don't understand, sorry, if people don't understand, it's like two completely different disciplines. Like it's not, people think, well, it's a camera, camera's a camera. And yes, your basic functions are about the same thing. But like, it, I mean, it's just like, that's like trying to tell a sprinter, oh, well you can go run 5K, like no problem. It's not a big deal. Like it's just two completely different disciplines. That was a really good way of explaining it. You're welcome. That's why I'm here. Yeah, it was one of those things where um, I was looking, especially at my my clients for business that I that I work with. I do work with a lot of like real estate agents and smaller restaurants and things like that. Um, and looking at the fact that everything is going digital. I mean, even right now, you used to meet face to face. Now we're all online. Who knew what this you know type of platform was six months ago? Um, just have I was looking at what my clients were gonna start needing and whether or not that was something I could provide at the time. And video was one of the things that people needed. Um, a lot of marketing stuff that people have been using for years, they can't use anymore because no one's wearing masks and people are standing right next to each other and people are kissing and hugging and um, and a lot of products had to change and, and things like that. So I started looking into what I needed to do to be able to offer that type of service. Um, and again, that's where all the YouTube and all the asking a lot of friends. I've got luckily a lot of friends who are in the photo and video world who were able to give me some good pointers and things like that. Um, but it's it was a lot of putting time and effort into just learning it. Mm -hmm. So how did this opportunity for real quick? Shelly's going to murder me, but for the people on here who might not even know who New Kids <laughs> on the Block is. Like, can you give us a quick synopsis of like who New Kids on the Block is and why Danny? Like, who's who's Danny? Well, first off, shame on it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, New Kids on the Block were the first like mega boy band. So there was smaller ones before them, Menudo, uh, uh, 
the one Bobby Brown was in, which people are going to kill me, that became Belle Biv DeVoe. I'm getting really into the boy band talk here. But uh, New Kids was like the first really marketed mm -hmm. group um, where it wasn't just about the music. It was about everything else. They blew up and were huge in the late 80s, early 90s. They separated in the mid 90s and then came back together in 2008. Um, a lot of people who even now I talk with are like, oh, they're still doing stuff. They've actually made a lot more money than they would than they made back in the day when they were so huge by uh, creating basically a fan base of all their old fans. And now their old fans have kids and they sell right. every other year. They sell out 27 shows in major venues all across the country. Because all of their, think about it. I mean, it's brilliant in my opinion. Like all of this stuff from the nineties that has come back, like from a strictly marketing standpoint, I know you're laughing at me, Adam, but I mean, think about it. All of us who were in our teenage years back then, right? Like, I was 10 and had like the new kids posters on my wall and all of their, their CDs or probably tapes actually were the first ones I had. I actually have one right here. Yeah, I'm sure I did. Like I had my boom box. I was really freaking bumping with my pink boom box. Thank you very much. But my point is like all of us now have money, right? Like not, I mean, not that we're loaded by any means, but like we have disposable income now is my point. So like having the chance to go back and relive some of that fun stuff and create a community where you don't feel like weird and isolated, like, oh my gosh, I'm at a concert with my teenager kind of a thing and feel super out of place. They've created a community that is, you know, supportive of each other and encouraging. And, you know, I mean, that's the whole difference at least i'm not a part of it but from what i can see you reposting and stuff like that like there's definitely a community that is supporting each other in there and i think that's the cool part of it yeah I, it's, go, it's ahead, go ahead yeah well it's it's turned into people go to a concert they meet the people next to them now with social media you become friends mm -hmm. there's there's thousands of people that know we know each other and through social media, through the ability to connect, and this is the the you know the thing that binds them, which is is pretty fascinating. Well, and it's so different in that. And sorry, we're totally just we're totally going off like what you <laughs> no, thought we're, we're perfectly going awesome. into Adam. But you know, I mean, and I don't think that Adam fully understands like the depth of what some of this community was that how you were able to get into this because, like. There's new kids cruises like these people that are a part of this community. We're all supposed to go on a cruise together for what, seven days, five days, something like that. And like share a ship together with like kids. I mean, it's a little, it is, we it had this sweet punch. But, it was a big bowl. To it, they were doing Zoom calls. And I mean, even before the pandemic, like leading up to it, this community of people were doing Zoom calls and doing all these fun group things together like so instead of going out and having wine with your friends you guys are joining a zoom call with people all across the country and like playing new kids trivial pursuit or whatever you're doing <laughs> you know and having prizes and giveaways and stuff and creating that community so that you guys knew one another and you could actually connect in real life with these people and i think sometimes that's the difference that you there's all of these like mom groups or communities and bringing this back to like what elegant mommy was for instance when i was like what i would work to build not what it was but like what i know what i built you know like the difference was there's this online community where you're building that 
camaraderie and that supportiveness and that encouraging space. But then you also have a place to actually meet these people in person. And it's like you have this like this secret connection to them when you actually meet in person. And it it feels to me outside looking in like that's what's been created with some of these new kids revenue or not revenue, but areas like streams that they've done. Yeah. I I don't think it's I don't think it's really weird at all. Honestly, I think um, there is a lot in the marketing world. If you watch closely, there's a lot that gets recycled over and over and over again. There's really no new marketing tricks. There's really no new um, services or items or products or anything like that. Like almost anything produced today is just something that's been recycled from 20 30 40 60 80 years ago like it's just it's just the way that it is um i absolutely see um in sync or backstreet boys or whoever whatever boy band you want to throw in there that this will happen it's just a matter of time baseball cards are making a resurgence like trading cards are making a huge comeback like this is all stuff from like the 60s 70s 80s that's making a comeback and so i think it's personally smart of them because you're right like you know it's you have parents who were madly um i don't want to say madly in love but really cared about this group everyone knew who they were we all had our favorite new kid who we were in love with thank you oh, yeah i mean it sounds, <laughs> sounds exactly like Sync or backstreet boys like it's just the same thing just recycled new kids See, yeah. and that's the difference is Backstreet and Insync. Like, that's your generation. I'm older and more mature, so new, new kids for right. my generation. Also, I, think, I think I'm right smack dab in the middle. So, yeah, I had, I had a little a little new kids flirtation and then into the Insync thing. And, yeah. Yep. No, totally get it. So, it doesn't. it's not weird or shocking or anything like that to me. Um, I mean, I just get it. You have a common thing that brings together a bunch of people, you know. So... How did you find out about this opportunity then? Like what was what okay, coming from Danny's point of view, yeah. why is Danny why was Danny looking for someone like this instead of hiring like an actual professional? And number two, like did he suddenly get turned on to YouTube and wanted to grow a presence there, or was this something he was already working on? Well, so a couple of years ago, Danny got a new PR firm. Um, and that's actually how I got the job is through the PR firm initially. Um, he, they rebranded in 2008. Um, there was various, and you know, that was 12 years ago now. So a lot changes between your late thirties and your early fifties. Um, and so as they've kind of changed and evolved, different things have happened for each of the guys. Um, and Danny had always, I don't know if he was always looking for something, um, but the opportunity presented himself. His PR manager is Andy Albin with Remix PR. She's a genius. Um, and she had been working with him to develop this idea for quite some time. Um, the thought process is, so Danny is the one in the group who he is very health conscious. He is very, very fit, um, loves to cook, loves to bake. Um, he has this whole like other side of him outside of just being this boy band guy. And so the YouTube channel was really developed to showcase um, the, the tag is food, fitness and family. 
Um, he's very family oriented, very fitness oriented. And then the food part is really fun too. So when he was looking for someone to come in with Andy to produce this, well, at the time, just to take the photos and videos, um, they were looking for somebody who had a background in lifestyle photography, which I do somebody who has a background in family photography, food photography, um, and then somebody who has done some fitness work. And I luckily in my wheelhouse have every single one of those things. So that's really where it started. Um, they were looking for people with those specific abilities. Um, and so I was one of the people on the list for him to look at and looking through my stuff, it just really, um, vibed with the organic natural feeling he wanted. He wanted to be really truly him and not like a produced, you know, shiny, perfect white backdrop kind of version of him. Um, and so my style really kind of fit with what they were looking for. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's very, interesting very interesting because, because when I am looking for a creative myself for Clarity Coat, I'll have them do the same thing. I'll have them send me previous work and then I'll look it over and say, okay, like I understand this style and I think that this will flow really well with what we want. For me, I have to be a little bit fluid because we have a pretty, pretty standard, but well, a pretty strict budget that we have to work within and all these other things. So you kind of have to be a little bit fluid um, with people's different styles and stuff like that. Um, but it's amazing how much, like, I don't think people understand or can appreciate how many, how many differences there are to someone's just photography. Like mm -hmm. if you were to put 20 different um, photographers um, and do a book of each one's work or whatever, like they're so different and so just and unique and everything like that, especially if they're veterans, like if they've been doing it for a while, I feel like your first like one to two to three years, one to two to three years, like you're kind of just trying out this person's style, this person's style, just to see what vibes with you. But then, you know, after that, like you just kind of create your own thing. Um, so that's really interesting that he kind of put in that amount of work to like looking at your portfolio and seeing what your previous work you've done and saying, okay, like, I don't feel like I have, I'm going to have to go into this and do a bunch of tweaking. Like we're literally just going to have to go in run and gun and there's not going to be a lot of back end stuff. So tell us about the moment that you heard that you got the job. Like what did that, what was like the first couple of jobs like, like the first couple of shoots or whatever, like what, what, how did this evolve? Um, it was very surreal. It still is every once in a while. And I probably annoy him very badly because every once in a while I look at him and I go, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. This is so weird. Um, especially because the show does involve a lot of, um, humor and he's got a very interesting, uh, sense of humor. And so there's a lot of laughing at like stuff and, and all of that going on. So it's very fun as well as hard work. Um, but yeah, when I found out I got it really, it didn't hit me until I flew when I flew to Miami. The minute I landed was the kind of for, for real, like, okay, this is happening. <laughs> I'm doing this job. It's my, this is my job. This is what it looks like. Um, but I still definitely have pinch me moments and it's been about six months um, just because it is really, and, and this goes with any type of public figure. Once you really get to know them as a person, you almost forget the public figure side of them. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So they'd be yep. which is wonderful. I mean, he's a very genuine person. Um, but yeah, it's it you you kind of forget, oh, that's right. This is the person that I've paid how much money to go to concerts every two years and just hope I can get close enough to like see their face up front. I just want to touch him. 
<laughs> and now I'm standing in his kitchen and we're sharing a meal and yeah yeah and now we're yeah. you know I'm at his his private his boxing gym where it's just him and the owner right now and um and that's when another interesting twist is just the the doing this type of work with with the current restrictions and stuff it it really those are the moments that kind of get surreal too like in a year ago, this is not what this would have looked like, but now I get this very intimate experience because of how we have to do this now. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it is, it's, oh, I don't know. Hopefully it never gets like not surreal. Cause it's kind of nice to still have that like giddiness over it. So one of the things that I am kind of wondering is how has this changed your life projections, your business projections, as far as like short-term, medium-term, long-term goals, you know, all of a sudden you get this contract for them. And I'm assuming that there's some sort of um, like, you need to give them X amount of your time and your resources or whatever. So like, how has this now shifted what you thought a year ago, Wild and Wonder Photography was going to be? And what are you thinking this is gonna look like in the future? Yeah. So when I was in college, one of the things that I really, really loved and wanted to do was more of the commercial side of of photography. I absolutely love my families that I work with. I love the babies I work with. Um, But this has really been able, now I'm able to really focus on the things that I don't want to give up, that I love. Um, And the things that maybe don't bring me as much joy, I get to say, you know what, there might be somebody better to work with you. so it's really made it so that I can focus on the stuff, again, that brings me joy. I think that there's so much to be said about being able to do that in work, in your work life, um, the things that motivate you and keep you moving. And so now I get to focus on those. Um, I have had to step back a little bit on certain things that I do love, but just don't have time for anymore. Um, so ne- in the you know in the next year, um, really, I'm going to be focusing a lot on weddings. Um, obviously, weddings book quite a bit in advance. And because of the pandemic last year, a lot of weddings moved to next year. <laughs> so, um, so I'll be focusing a lot more on that. I do have a lot of local clients in the commercial world who um, have now found me, which is fantastic. Um, and so I'm able to grow that side of my business a little bit more. Um, and so looking into the next couple of years, that's the direction I'm going to be transitioning a little bit more towards. Uh, but there's obviously like newborn babies. I can't give those up. I, I need, I'm, I'm done having babies myself. It's my time to hold them and love up on them and then send them back. So is this a short-term contract with him then? So is this like you were contracted for X number of episodes or is this something that is like he's, is he thinking this is a short-term thing or does he want this to be like a long-term gig? We definitely have hope for the long term. Um, right now, I'm actually this year stepping into a leadership role as um, the visual director for the marketing and PR firm that works with Danny, so Remix PR, um, which is fantastic. I'm very excited about because they are an entirely woman-run PR firm, which is very, very rare um, in the entertainment industry. And we represent uh, quite a few like really amazing people. So Danny's not the only one I'm working with. I actually work with... Um, went to Chicago. I worked with Colin Egglesfield, who's a wonderful motivational speaker and actor. Mm-hmm. Um, worked with Colin. Um, there's other clients coming up in the future through Remix that I just can't talk about yet <laughs> that I'll be working with as well. So um, as far as working with Remix in this capacity, that is a long-term um, working with Danny. It's as long as people still love the show and they want to keep um, tuning in and enjoying the content, 
then then we're we're all in this for the long haul. We all really um, are very happy to see it succeed and very enthusiastic about continuing to watch it succeed in the future. But you don't have restrictions around doing wild and wonder. So you're basically trying to develop both pathways at the same time. Yep. So wild and wonder is it is a little step back just in the amount of time I can put into it. But again, I'm able to focus more on the things that I want to focus on and not have to take on things. I mean, anybody who runs a business knows there might be things that we take on that aren't necessarily things that we do thousand percent enjoy doing. Um, Sometimes that <laughs> sometimes that stuff you can delegate to others, um, and and that's some of what I'm doing too uh, in 